1: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could
2: conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
0: This guy is a machine. All he does is work out and...
3: Early odds with Joe Ostrowski.
4: Oregon's down by 12. They're on the 45 yard line with no timeouts.
0: Oregon's got an all American field goal kicker.
5: Why didn't somebody tell me?
0: Chicago
5: Sports Betting Show. Touchdown,
3: Ohio State there are some folks who are celebrating and others who are saying you've got to be kidding you
6: kind of know what i'm thinking about
1: over or under under would be the key
6: word
4: No more Saturday NFL games this season, so we back in our normal time slot for early odds with Joe Ostrowski, and I'm broadcasting live from the score Hyundai Studios, presented by your local Hyundai dealers on Twitter, at Joe Ostrowski, at Joe Ostrowski. Couple of close friends and outstanding handicappers join me over the next hour. Ryan Horvat of the BetQL Network and Sam Panionovich of Nessun. Not sure that we can match those four walk-off winners from last weekend, but I think we're in store for another strong weekend of football. A uh, quick story before we get to Horvy at the risk of sounding a bit braggadocious. I bet the Bills plus two. Those last two minutes were so insane, I wasn't putting anything past the best quarterback in the world in Patrick Mahomes. So... I had to take a look at the live odds. 13 seconds to go. Chiefs down three. Multiple timeouts. I think three. Yeah. I think Andy Reid actually had three timeouts left. Mahomes, Tyreek, Kelsey, Butker. Start shopping, start shopping. Okay. Don't start the drive yet. Hold on, fellas. 16 to one. Then I saw a couple of 20 to ones. How often can you bet on the Chiefs at home and get 20 to one? I was so worried about my buffalo bet. I'm like, D- do I take them 13 seconds left? That's it. I'm glad there wasn't a ton of time to think about the the true probability of it happening. It just felt like a rare chance. 20 to 1. All the Chiefs have to do is win. And like 10 things lined up for me, including the coin toss. But it hit. It hit. 20 to 1. Always be shopping people. You never know. I mean, th- that was just ridiculous. What happened at the end? And check this out. I don't know anyone who bet this, but Mahomes to lead the division around in rushing yards was 80 to 1. He did all four games. He had the most rushing yards, anyone by one yard over Josh Allen on the other side. Remarkable. If you want to check out my bet, it's my pinned tweet at Joe Ostrowski, at Joe Ostrowski. All right, we welcome in Ryan Horvat. He co-hosts Bet MGM tonight, 6 to 10 p.m. on the Odyssey app. You catch me, BetQL Daily, 8 to 11 a.m. Odyssey app. And if you're in the area, 105.9 FM HD2. 105.9 FM HD2. Ryan, I think you've recovered. You're out from under the sheets. That's where you spent the entire weekend after your pack lost in their first game. Both one seeds go down last Saturday. What was your favorite Rogers nickname that you saw? I vote for Vinny Testa positive.
5: You know, I like Toe Rogan the first three or four times. And then like, see, that was the problem, right? Is that it's funny because, you know, Rogers has kind of went off the deep end at times this year. But I do agree that everybody was rooting against him in Green Bay like obviously in Chicago, everybody's going to root against the Packers, but nationwide, usually I feel like everybody's cheering for Aaron Rodgers. And you probably wanted a Rogers Brady NFC championship rematch. The two, arguably, you know, the two greatest quarterbacks ever to do it going against each other. But I felt like everybody was cheering against them day two, day three. I just kept seeing the same jokes over and over recycled, but toe Rogan was pretty good. Oh. Um, it was good for had-
4: 24 hours. It, it had its yeah. uh, life cycle. Now here in Chicago, it has continued and it was a lot of fun Saturday and Sunday, but yeah, after a few days of Toe Rogan, I could see that. I could see that you really felt nationwide that people were rooting for Aaron Rogers. Oh, I thought oh, yeah. it took a when turn No, I know. But you were saying that you felt before that they were rooting for him. I thought it really took a turn in the summer and that was well before we knew his vaccination status.
5: Yeah. That's, that's a good point right there. Right. Right. Like once ever since Jordan Love's been drafted, well, that first year, you know, there was really no no drama. There were no issues. But then last year with the off season where you didn't know if he was going back to Green Bay, right, a lot of people were looking at like, well, you just got done playing in the NFC title game. You know, what's the beef? The organization has given you a solid defense. They've given you probably the best offensive line in all of football. You know, you're winning 13 games every year. At some point, this is on you. But yeah, I feel like usually like, you know the Talking Heads, former quarterbacks like Troy Aikman. Everybody loves Aaron Rodgers and wants to see him play in another Super Bowl because he's so damn good. He's so talented. But yeah, this year I feel like finally, like the off the field stuff, people were just people are through with the guy. Even in Milwaukee, man, like at my former station, twelve fifty a.m. The fan. Wow, Rodgers back. Everybody's just ready for the Jordan Love era. And I think it's insanity. <laughs> is that like, just Bart Winkler, or is that are you really no, saying everybody? It's everybody. And, and the argument is well. I don't want to win 13 games, go into the playoffs and have my heart broke. I think that that's a loser mentality. And I think that's dumb. Like, let me, t- let me ask you this, Joe, as a Bears fan, if you could win 13 games, get into the playoffs, isn't that better than winning five or six games or going into a full rebuild, maybe not heading back to the playoffs for 10 to 11 years. Like, you don't know, look at Cleveland. You know what I mean? Like it's hard to find franchise quarterbacks. So I would rather run it back with Rodgers one more year, get in the dance and take a shot at least to reach another Super Bowl than rebuild. You don't, these guys don't even know if Jordan loves going to be any good.
4: You follow the league closely. You understand what it's like. A lot of your brethren up there, and I know you don't live there anymore, but I'm just putting you up there for the purpose of this conversation. With Packers Nation, they don't remember. Many of them, they don't know what it's like. You have a quarterback or you're looking for a quarterback. You want to be the the former 100% of the time, and you know this. That fan base has been spoiled rotten. For decades upon decades, they don't know what it's like. And if you don't have that dude, you have almost 0% chance of winning a championship. 13 wins, you're in the dance. You get a bye, you're in the dance. Look what's happening this year. In the divisional round, three of the four games were upsets. Aren't aren't we kind of saying maybe it's not quite baseball because you need that top-end quarterback? You need
5: a good head coach. But get in, and if you have a dude that can sling it, you're all right. Right, exactly. And like, what's the point of being, Yeah, it doesn't really make a whole yeah, lot of sense. It's, it's, it's entitlement. I mean, like you said, you go from Favre to Rodgers. I get it. Now you think Jordan Love's just probably this can't miss prospect. Even sometimes you think you have a quarterback and you don't. Look at the Josh Rosen situation where Arizona takes Josh Rosen. Then the next year they have the number one pick and it's like, eh, we're going to move on. We're going to go to Kyler Murray. So finding a quarterback is tough. Hopefully it works out for him. I don't I don't know that it's going to, though, if they move on to Jordan Love. I, I do think Rodgers is back, though. Like, do you really want to go to the AFC? He's crazy enough where he probably well, does want to go to the AFC. That's where, I want,
4: that's where I want to go, Horvy. And uh, let's go there before we do our complete yeah. betting breakdowns on the AFC and NFC Championship games tomorrow, which you can hear right here on Sports Radio 670, The Score. So I was looking offshore at some spots that are allowed to post numbers like that. Week one, 2022 season. Will Aaron Rodgers be a member of the Green Bay Packers? I was taken aback at some of the numbers that I see. I've seen posted, no, the heavy, heavy favorite in the minus 250 range. First off, to jump to the AFC... Is insane. You've got to be a whole nother batch of crazy to willingly go to the AFC West and join Mahomes and Herbert and also in the AFC side, Allen, and maybe you get a healthy, a right Lamar, maybe closer to his MVP campaign. I think that's nuts to leave the NFC North unless you're leaving to enter the NFC East. It's crazy.
5: Right, right. And you know what? I listened to the Tuesday interview with Pat McAfee this week, and he brought up Devontae Adams and the franchise tag. And I think if Devontae Adams is back on the franchise tag, because you also have to look at it like this, though. Packers, Green Bay right now is in salary cap hell. Like, they're right behind uh, the Saints. And you saw what happened with Sean Payton. He was like, all right, uh, see you guys. I'm going to head out now. That could be what Aaron Rodgers does here just because, you know, they're going to have to make a lot of decisions. Like, they're probably not going to be able to bring back Z'Darrius Smith, maybe not Preston Smith. And now they have to make a decision on Devonte Adams. And the thing with green Bay, they haven't used the franchise tag on a player since 2010, I believe it was Ryan Pickett. That was the last time they used the franchise tag. So I think what Rogers is saying is if Devonte's back for another year, he's back. But if Devante moves on, I think he does move on either through retirement or maybe he does go to the Broncos. I think that, I think that's a possibility that he's in Denver, maybe Devante's in Denver I think that's the competitor in him. Like, especially if he keeps hearing people say, well, if you go to the AFC, you won't compete against Herbert and Mahomes and these guys and Burrow. I don't know. I don't know if he sees it like that. He's coming off another MVP season, most likely.
4: I don't know if Ryan Poles and Matt Eberflus are going Go to be ahead. any good, but I'm pretty sure that at this point, it's not going to take a number of years for Eberflus to understand special teams matters. And it was kind of comical to hear Matt Lafleur realize, oh, we should be using some of our best players on special teams because it matters. And we were the worst in the world at it all season long. And that's why the season ended so abruptly for your exactly. pack
5: exactly man like special teams you know what's funny is every week i would tweet out well the special teams unit remains in a, a disaster and i said at mm-hmm. week 4 i said they're probably not going to win a super bowl and when they don't win a super bowl it's going to be because of the special teams and that's exactly exactly what we saw on a saturday night man a blocked punt a blocked field goal and san francisco moves on to the nfc championship game despite the fact they didn't even score an offensive touchdown jimmy grapple in that game was terrible but yeah let's let's just move on i can't even think about it <laughs> All right. Let's uh, let's do the NFC
4: championship since uh, most people in this area interested in that. Now that's the night game. That's the night game. We were surprised to see that Uh, you would think you put Pat Mahomes in prime time. Maybe it's the Bengals factor TV. I don't know what the deal was, but it's the Niners at the Rams. And I use at the Rams loosely because of the limited travel there. It seems like The fan bases might be split down the middle as far as the crowd. I don't know if there's going to be much home field at all. The Rams are favored by three and a half. Total has dropped a little bit throughout the week. It's hanging around 45 and a half, about a point higher. Not an an intense drop off there, but the big story, San Francisco. Owning the L.A. Rams of late. They swept them this year. They've swept them each of the last three years. What's uh, what's the most important thing you're looking at with this matchup?
5: Yeah. I mean, you have to go to the coaching matchup, obviously, where you got McVay is three and seven against Shanahan, both straight up and against the number in the Rams were favored in what eight of those 10 games as well. So I think you have to look at that, the uh, coaching matchup right there, just like I did last weekend. You know, that was the thing that concerned me. I know LaFleur beat Shanahan early out in the season, 30 to 28, but Shanahan's own LaFleur. He did like two years ago, you saw it in the NFC championship game. And it's kind of the same situation with McVay. Like these guys all pretty much grew up together. They all know each other really Well, my concern is so San Francisco, like that was a war last Saturday night against Green Bay in the cold weather. Trent Williams is banged up. George Mm -hmm. Kittle got banged up in that game. Debo Samuel got banged up, but I think he pretty much just had the wind knocked out of him. Jimmy Garoppolo played injured, didn't really play that well, didn't have to. No, he did not. He was terrible. Right. And now you have the Rams who are probably the healthiest they've been all season long. I would have felt awful for them if they lost that game because Matthew Stafford played tremendous. Like those turnovers weren't on him. Cooper Cup fumbles, Cam Akers fumbles in that game. You know, there were a lot of just little mistakes and Tampa Bay is right back in that game with a shot to win it. But the Rams look good right now. Like Von Miller, this is the best version of Von Miller that we've seen in years. Aaron Donald looks really good right now. You know, Jalen Ramsey got burned a couple times by Mike Evans in that game, but he's still one of the better defensive backs in the league. I don't like the number. I feel like you have to play San Francisco if you're getting anything over a field goal, but I think the Rams win this game, you know, despite the fact that McVeigh can't beat Shanahan, he's three and seven. Again, I still think that the Rams are the side. I think they're going to win this game, but I just don't want to lay the three and a half. I don't want to lay the four.
4: I don't know if you're aware of this, but uh, the Niners won at Lambeau with zero offensive touchdowns and going over three in the red zone. Were you aware?
5: I was aware of
4: that. Just checking on that. You know, it's interesting, and and that's the trend. How much do we take away from it? Let's look at the last three years in McVay against Shanahan, and we're talking about a 6-0 run here. It's going to turn at some point, but the question is, is uh, that point going to be tomorrow? What about the quarterback? Should we be bringing this up that much when Matthew Stafford, who's balling out, as you mentioned, yeah. unlike – the end of the regular season when he's going through his interception fits, should we be uh, looking at that trend when Goff played in four of those six games that should, should we put as much weight into it compared to uh, the two games this year with Stafford?
5: Right. And like, that's the thing. I mean, I keep going back and forth with this more on like, well, with, with Jimmy Garoppolo, because like, if I'm making the case for the Niners, I keep telling myself, well, I like the Niners in this spot because Jimmy Garoppolo played absolutely terrible in Lambeau and they still find a way to win that game. So, if he is just like somewhat serviceable in this matchup against the Rams, they're going to win this game. And I think the 49ers could win the Super Bowl. Like, if they get that version of Jimmy G a couple of years back, you know, um, had, didn't have to do anything in that NFC title game, only had to drop back nine times. But in that Super Bowl, what did he start off? Like 12 of 12, and he looked really good. Yeah. Um, and then with golf, like, Rams kept finding ways to win even with golf. Now they have Stafford. So that opens up the playbook because he could actually push the ball down the field. And I keep looking at Kyle Shanahan as an underdog, 27 and 18. And then like you look at the trends with Matthew Stafford, he's just got done playing his two best games, but he's still what 14 and 35 against the number in November or later, seven and eight straight up as a favorite. So the trends are telling you take Shanahan fade you know Stafford in this spot but Stafford yeah. looks really good right now man like looks really good and Odell Beckham Jr this is the best version of him that we've seen so I think obviously it's an upgrade over Jared Goff and that's why I really like the Rams I won't be shocked if the Rams win the Super Bowl like I didn't really want to play that plus 200 right now but I was looking at Stafford Super Bowl MVP odds at three to one Kind of like that I, I I think they legitimately can win the Super Bowl.
4: Okay. So in the first matchup, San Francisco takes care of business. Your final score, 31 to 10. That was in November in week number 10. Uh, When you look at some of the numbers digging inside the box score, that game was a lot closer than the final score would indicate no turnovers in that game, no turnovers on the San Francisco side. Stafford had two picks. Now, when they played in week 18, Stafford had two picks again. Jimmy G uh, turned it over a couple of times. They had to go to overtime. Remember, the Rams got out to a 17-0 lead, which they blew. But uh, in the box score, the Niners absolutely dominated. Yards per play, 6.7 to 4.1. Yards per pass, 8.7 to 5.4. Cup Big performances in both games, 122 yards and 118 yards. One thing I can't get past, Horvy, is we know about Shanahan owning McVay, and McVay is so good against everybody else in this league besides Shanahan. The Rams had a chance to knock the Niners out of the playoffs. There was motivation. They were playing their starters, and they couldn't do it when they got out to a 17-0 lead. I just can't escape that, and three and a half is too much for me. I like I like the Niners
5: yeah. uh, and, against a number. And yeah, that was the first time that McVay's ever uh, lost a game where he had the halftime lead. He was 45-0, and I believe, so he's 45-1. That's, right. he's That's back true. And also- Like you said, I I think you broke that down perfectly where the 49ers completely dominated that game, 449 yards to 260 or 265 or something like that. Mm -hmm. But also, I know Trent Williams is dinged up right now, but they did that without Trent Williams. He didn't play in that game. And I go back and I look at that game. This is the same thing I said against Tampa Bay, though. I liked the Rams last week against Tampa, but what concerned me was, can they have that same success that they had in that first matchup against Tampa on third down because that's what they did against San Francisco. They were 10 for 17 on third down and three for four in the red zone. Are they going to be able to duplicate that again against this Niners defense? Who's playing lights out right now? Like the biggest concern against green Bay was the secondary. They completely shut Devonte Adams down. Like I know he had his receptions and his yards, but he didn't do anything when it counted. You know what I mean? So yep. San Francisco's defense is playing lights out right now. I just, I don't know that the Rams are going to have that same success on third down and then the red zone, but I do think they're the, they're the play here on the money line, but I'm with you. If I'm taking the points, you have to take more than a field goal with Shanahan in the spot. I think this is a field goal game. You threw out Super Bowl MVP. I want to follow up, but on the San Francisco side,
4: Matthew Stafford, three to one. I don't have a problem with that. Now, of these four teams left, if there's going to be one team that could win the Super Bowl, and the MVP does not go to the quarterback. It is, of course, on the San Francisco side. These odds are going to change once these teams make the Super Bowl for obvious reasons. What about Nick Bosa at 70 to one?
5: I really like that. I, I, I like Nick Bosa 70 to 1. And I was talking about this on the show this week. Like, if you want to play the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl, why are you going to play the Chiefs plus 120 when you could play Patrick Mahomes to win Super Bowl MVP at plus 180 or whatever price yep. you have? 100%. You know, book. you know, why are you going to play the Rams two to 1? If the Rams win the Super Bowl, even if Cooper Cup goes out there and has 10 receptions and 200 yards, who threw him the ball? And like, Matthew Stafford, the lifetime achievement award after having to spend more than a decade in Detroit, he's a lovable loser. He's three to one right now. Jimmy Garoppolo is plus 650, third best odds on the board. I'm not touching that because if the Niners win, I completely agree. So I don't hate that pick. And I also don't hate Debo at 20 to one because he literally does it all, man. Like he runs the football. They line him up in the slot. He catches the football. uh, They direct snap it to him in the wildcat. He, He could do it all. So I don't hate Debo 20 to one. And I really like Nick Bosa.
4: Uh, Debo's a good play as well. I just didn't love the number, but yeah, I don't have a problem with it. If you could find, uh, somewhere in that 20 to one range, this is early odds with Joe Ostrowski sports radio, 670, the score previewing championship Sunday tomorrow. You can hear it right here on sports radio, 670, the score. We're telling you how to attack it from a gambling perspective. Uh, before we go to the FC side, any, any other props that we should mention on the NFC game?
5: Yeah. So when I look at this game, I was going to play a couple of different things. The only thing that I played so far is Cam Akers under 59 and a half rushing yards. And I think last I checked, that was down to like 56. I just, you saw it, man. Green yeah. Bay struggled to run the football. And I know AJ Dillon only had like seven carries, got injured, wasn't able to play in the second half with a broken rib. Maybe that's a different story if he's out there, but he was struggling to get any yardage. And then Aaron Jones, the same thing. They had to use him more as a pass catcher. So, I just I don't see Cam Akers going off in this game, so I played him under 59 and a half rushing yards. I think that's my favorite prop.
4: Cooper Cup props. How can you go wrong with Cooper Cup right. props? Bet him earlier rather than later. And Ayuk's number is hanging around 47 and a half in uh, the second matchup in week 18. Earlier this month, Ayuk yep. had over 100 yards, so that could be Especially a, a tough play. Yeah.
5: yeah, I love that. Yep.
4: Uh, okay, let's go to the AFC side the spread has not been bumped all week. You know, there were some soft openers early on. There was a six and a half out there. They tested the waters of seven and a half But almost the entire week, it has not budged off the number of seven. Kansas City favored by the touchdown over Cincinnati. However, the total has been on the move. It's been heading north, north, north. It's up to 54 and a half, Horvey. It was a quick opener, 50 and a half. And everybody knew in the sports betting market that number's wrong. They bet it up a few points immediately, and it's trickled up throughout the week. Uh, 54 and a half, a very high total AFC title game.
5: I didn't play the over. I did play the Chiefs team total over 31. And I also made a trip 45 minutes to grab the Bengals when I had the uh, seven and a half opportunity. So I'm on the Bengals plus seven and a half in this game. And I also took the Chiefs team total over 31. I'll tell you this like, I didn't have the opportunity to grab the six and a half with Kansas City. If I did, I probably would have. I do think this is going to be a one possession game. Like, the Bengals have just been solid in this road underdog role all season long. Like they're five and one against the number as road dogs. You have Joe Burrow, who's now played that road playoff game. And I know a lot of people are making a lot of him saying, well, it's louder in some of these sec stadiums than in some of these NFL stadiums. Well, Arrowhead's going to be pumped for this game. I think it's going to be really loud, but I like him in this spot, you know, year two, he's nine and five against the spread on the road. So I'm believing in the Joe Burrow magic magic. I do think the chiefs are going to win this game, but I think this is a one possession game. I don't want to take away a whole lot from week 17, except for I do think that like both teams could score a bunch of points. And I don't think that Cincinnati is going to be able to stop Kansas city. So that's why I like that team total so much, you know, Jamar chase. I'm looking at his props. Is he going to be able to do what he did against Kansas city in that? First no, matchup? no, you know, no. He, and, he, uh, he might
4: never do that again. So it's not fair to ask that. Right.
5: right. 11 grabs, 266 yards or whatever it was, three touchdowns. I think that he's probably going to see some double teams, some bracket coverage, maybe. So I'm going to look at some Tyler Boyd props, but here, here's why I keep going back and forth with this game. I could see Cincinnati hanging in there and I could also see, Cincinnati getting blown out because the chiefs led by 14 points, three different times in the first half. Like I Mm -hmm. thought that game was going to get away from Cincinnati, but they just kept fighting back. A lot of that had to do with Joe Burrow, just throwing 50, 50 balls and man coverage. You know what I mean? Like he got sacked four times, not quite nine times that he got sacked last week, but he still got hit a bunch and felt like there was a lot of luck there. Also terrible play calling down the stretch from Zach Taylor. He nearly got Joe Burrow killed in that game, but you know, all that being said, I just think Kansas City, like, there's no shot that Cincinnati's holding them to three points in the second half of this game. Like, there they you did go. Last time. There so, I like the team total, but I do like the Bengals to keep it close. Like, I don't want to fade Joe Burrow right now.
4: I, Horvey, uh, I feel like some of the things that you're saying, while I agree with them, they're suggesting that you should bet the Chiefs minus seven. <laughs> I know. And, and what I mean by that is, yeah, Burrow, 446, four touchdowns, no interceptions. He'll do that again in his career. I don't know that he's going to do it a few weeks later against the same opponent and Jamar chase. I don't know that he's going to do that again. Here's something else. And you're right. The chiefs are not going to be limited to a field goal in the second half. What else happened in that game is they scored 31. That doesn't surprise anyone, but they scored 31 with very little production out of Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey combined they had only 65 yards in the game. That's what's amazing. And Kelsey has been on a tear throughout this playoffs. So I lean to Kansas City, but my favorite play is the over. I uh, I definitely think we're going to see some scoring. I mean, if you think yeah. that Burrow's going to hang around and you like that KC team total over, that definitely means you like the game over, right?
5: Yeah, I mean... I I do like the game over, but I'm just going to go with Kansas City. You know, the closer we get, it's just like I miss the number, I feel. Uh,
4: I hear you. Yeah, it's bothersome. Maybe it drops down, but I haven't heard many cases for the under.
5: Yeah, no, I haven't heard anybody make any case for the under so far. The only thing I'll go back, like what you're saying, like with Kansas City, the thing that scares me a little bit is I almost like want Kansas City to be trailing in this game, like 14 to seven, that's when they're at their best. But I think that there's a way, like if they go out to a big lead and I know that, you know, Cincinnati does come back in that first matchup and they hold Kansas city to three points in the second half. But like I said, I don't see that happening again. And what scares me is just the Bengals get off to these slow starts like they did last week and their offense is what 29th in the first quarter DVOA and their defense is 28 in second quarter DVOA. So if this is a situation where the chiefs are up 14, you know, multiple times, like they were in that first match, up I don't think they let up in the second half and like Mahomes looks great right now let me tell you the thing that scares me about back in the Chiefs you know anytime they're favored by more than seven points it's we saw that all last year and obviously the market was wrong about them and you really couldn't play the Chiefs because they were always nine and a half or ten point favorites but like anytime Mahomes is favored by more than seven points what is he 13 15 and one against the number so I just think this is going to be a closer game I think Burrow will keep him in it So I did play Cincinnati plus seven and a half. But like you said, like I'm playing that team total with Kansas City. And the more I think about it, I think there is a chance that they just run away with this game and like we're turning the game off in the third quarter, just waiting for the NFC title game tomorrow.
4: But is the following prop the best bet in the game better than the team total game total sides that we've been discussing? I somehow hit this last week. I don't know how it was one of those things where I realized it the next morning when I checked the account. Mahomes over two and a half touchdowns at plus 116.
5: You plus money on that? Yeah, I absolutely yes. love that. I absolutely yes. love that. Um, I think that that's a very good look. And then I think Tyler Boyd receiving yards is going to be a good look. But I also said that last week. I mean, <laughs> we're going to have to probably work him out of the slot. I think Chase is going to get extra attention, obviously after that first matchup when he had 11 grabs, 266 yards, and three touchdowns. And then T Higgins. I will say this though: T Higgins last week looked a lot healthier because he's been dealing with an injury. But last last week he kind of went off. I still think this is finally the Tyler Boyd week. I think this is a favorite matchup also you know monitoring the injury situation all week with the honey badger and whatnot but I think this will be a big week for Boyd so if you could get anything under like 44 or anything over 44 receiving yards I would take a look at that
4: let me add one more so Pat Mahomes leads the entire divisional round in rushing yards and you could have gotten that ticket at 80 to 1 I don't have anything there for you of course everybody's betting that this week but I'm going somewhere else with the Chiefs rushing attack how about Clyde Edwards alaire the number's 37 and a half. What do we think about the over Alaire 60 rushing yards a week ago on only seven carries? It feels like, okay, they might be ramping him up up to the super bowl.
5: Yeah. Yeah. I, I like that a lot and you're getting a discounted price. Um, I do like that against this Bengals defensive front because they are so beat up. And I know, you know, they do get Trey Hendrickson yep. back when he left that game and then came back in after just getting out of the concussion protocol, got dinged up again last week. I like that a lot, especially at that discounted price. Like, you know, and especially if you look at it like this, like if they go up 14 again in the first half of this game, they're going to look yep. to run the ball in the second half and just get out of Dodge, get to the Super Bowl. So I like that prop a lot.
4: Yeah. And the Bengals lost their top run stuffer before last week's game.
5: Yeah. Yeah, I do like that one a lot. Man, that's a good look right there. And it's funny because like a couple of weeks ago, I was totally out on Edward Soler. I feel like everybody yeah. was. I was like, I don't know if Andy Reid's going to use him the rest of the year, but yeah, I like that. All
4: right, we're going to talk in two weeks and run down our laundry list of prop bets for the Super Bowl, all right? Sounds good. Ryan Horvat. At Ryan Horvath on Twitter, he hosts BetMGM tonight, 6 to 10 p.m. weeknights on the Odyssey app and here in town. Hear it on 105.9 FM HD2, 105.9 FM HD2. Best of luck this weekend, Horvey.
5: Thanks. You too, Joe.
4: Another prop that I failed to mention with Horvey: Robbie Gold over one and a half field goals. You can find that at plus 110. Always nice to be on the plus money side. Shanahan can be a bit conservative at times. Gold has hit multiple field goals in his last four games, and he's never missed one in the playoffs. A perfect 20 for 20. When he came out at Lambeau, you knew it was a done deal. Up next, a new sports book is on the way. And we'll hear from outstanding capper Sam Panionovich. You've got early odds with Joe Ostrowski on 670 The Score and the Odyssey app.
0: Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
1: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game.
4: The score listener line is open 24-7, 365, and powered by BetQL. Bet smarter and beat the books. Download the BetQL app today or visit BetQL.com. Welcome back on Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski, Sports Radio 670, The Score. Saturday mornings, 8 to 9 on Twitter, at Joe Ostrowski. The Illinois Gaming Board held a meeting on Thursday... And we got some big sports betting news. BetMGM was approved for a license, so we will have seven mobile sports books in the state in short order. The expectation is that BetMGM will launch when remote registration starts. On March 5th, yes, that garbage in-person registration goes away just in time for March Madness, a little over a month from now, and you're going to be a better sports better with the ability to price shop. Back to the NFL playoffs. Another way to attack the postseason is betting on the Super Bowl MVP award while there's more value, like right now, before tomorrow's games. We discussed that strategy this week with Nessun's Sam Panionovich on BetQL Daily. Take a listen.
3: Mahomes was 4-1 to one going into the last weekend. But guess who was all still around? Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Josh Allen. So those guys are all out of the way. And Kansas City's a 7-point favorite, which means there's an 80% chance or so that they beat Cincinnati. So we know the Chiefs are going to the Super Bowl. Mahomes right now is plus 180 or plus 190 to win the mvp right now if they win which they likely will against the Bengals, Mm -hmm. mahomes is what minus 150 minus 170 Mm -hmm. if they face san francisco then it's garoppolo hell mahomes could be minus 200 so i think we should all put a little bit in the kitty right now on mahomes who's the best player in the world who's likely going back to another super bowl you bet him before they punch the ticket and you will save yourself you'll go from plus 180 plus 190 to minus 150 or higher i think that's a bet that anybody thinking about this market should consider right now
5: yeah i got him at plus 150 on the 25th so i'm right there with you sammy um you were talking about uh brady's retirement odds uh, recently tell us a little bit about that
3: yeah, I texted a couple books, you know, middle of football season. They're not busy at all. They're not booking big bets. And I'm, I'm popping off texts like, hey, what's a Brady retirement prop? And they're all like, shut the hell up. We're busy. <laughs> but I did get one guy to bite, and that's uh, our buddy Alan Berg over at WinBet. He goes, oh, retirement minus 360. No problem. I said, wow, that feels high, you know, 360 to win 100 that he does retire. And he said it should be higher i said well, what do you mean he said well i don't want to write too much good action on the no i don't want to give you 354 to one on the no but i would feel good as a bookmaker to deal minus 360 on the yes and dangle you a fish hook and give you the person that bets against retirement 275 280. he thinks he's done now that's not a legal bet nobody's booking that um but an ounce maker that knows what he's doing and takes bets for a living said his hypothetical number would be retirement minus 360 and the no plus 280 and we know he'd write a lot more money on the no because it's oh my god it's plus money but I think these bookmakers are, are seeing what we're seeing fatigue it's hard to get the same team on the same page for a long period of time you know last year's Tampa team was a perfect storm this year's team had a lot of injuries and a lot of trouble so on the Monte David tweeted he's like this team was a mess a lot of turmoil so I think I think this might be it and the books think so too.
4: Always strong info from Sam Panianovic. You can check out the entire conversation on the BetQL Daily podcast. Please subscribe. If you think the Bengals are going to pull off for the upset, you should look at Burrow 10 to 1 Super Bowl MVP. Stafford better than 3 to 1 right now. A lot of value uh for the Niners. If you think they can win the title, it's not going to be Jimmy G. Debo 20 to 1. Bosa 75 to 1. Fred Warner 180 to 1. Fun numbers to consider. Weekly contributor Jim Miller joins me next to handicap points bet odds boost for championship Sunday. This is Early Odds, with Joe Ostrowski on 670 the score and the Odyssey app. Start your sign-up process for an account on the PointsBet app today. Registration is then easy to complete at one of our three convenient sportsbook locations, the most in and around Chicago more than any other sportsbook. Whether you stay and play or bet and go, come experience the top sports betting locations in Illinois. Points Bet Sportsbook at Hawthorne Race Course, the closest sports book to downtown Chicago. Points Bet Sportsbook in Crestwood, the only sports book in Chicago south suburbs. And Points Bet Sportsbook is Prospect Heights, Illinois' newest sports book. Points Bet or signups, cash deposits, and withdrawals are fast. Time for a weekly contributor to early odds here on Sports Radio 670, the score. My name is Joe Ostrowski. And our weekly contributor is Jim Miller of Hawthorne Racecourse and PointsBet Sportsbook, where I saw Jim last week. Uh, It was a place, was a buzz, made some national news. A regular over at Hawthorne did an in-person bet, four-team, money-line parlay, three dogs, one favorite. They called it and cashed a huge ticket.
6: I love that he had video of his reaction to cash in that ticket at the end, too, because I'll tell you, It's a gutsy play regardless, Joe. But you know what? You look at the risk to return, though. Every single one of those outcomes definitely figured. You had to go down to the wire, though, with every single outcome. But it is. It's cool when you see a guy that's a regular player that comes out there, bets in person, made the bet, cashed, and and he cashed huge, too.
4: So it was a five dollars four-team parlay to win 161
6: k right? Yep. And that's a guy that he comes out often. He, he plays the horses. He plays sports, a uh, guy that I've uh, had some dealings with on Twitter and that in the past as well, too. Very nice guy. And uh, you're really happy when anybody hits hits big. But a guy like this, you're extremely happy for.
4: Thrilled to see that. And people still do bet in person. I know most of most of us are doing it on the phone, out of necessity, convenience, whatever. But uh, that, that was very, very cool. All right. Championship Sunday tomorrow. Are you getting sad? We only have three more football games.
6: I'm sad after how great last weekend was. That was such awesome football. We talked Survivor last week, and I'll tell you, Survivor chaos definitely in Joe, and and ended up, we we came down all the way into the end to the outcome of the Rams and Tampa game, and fortunately ended up on the right side of it, and it turned out to a payoff in the end. I don't know how you're going to top it this week, but here's the thing. Every single one of the underdogs had a chance to win outright last week, and the three of them did, I think both underdogs could win this week, too, and it could make for some very good football.
4: You did the right thing, chopping that survivor pool. There were three of you left. Two of you had the same scenario, you and somebody else. And you already used Kansas City and the L.A. Rams. Yep. A great call by you. The Rams beating the Bucs last week. That might be the Super Bowl. That yes. might be the Super Bowl. So I think you were in a in a much tougher spot than one other person. But I think it was good good move for you to to chop that. Even though I'm not I'm usually not that person. I'll play it out until I lose all my dollars.
6: <laughs> and, I, and I'm back and forth on stuff like that. But I'll tell you, just the way the chaos has been for the playoffs, I think was the reason why when we got down to three, there was a chop. If we had played it out this week, you would have had to play out trying to get a Super Bowl scenario. So for me, I actually probably would have picked Cincy this week to win outright with the hopes that the Niners then beat the Rams and I would have had the Niners available for a Super Bowl. But uh, that's how I would have played it. You know what? Very happy with the chop. I know all three of us were very happy with that in the end. But anytime you can get 5-1 to odds or better on any of your wagers, you're going to look to do that, and uh, that's what we did.
4: Player props for tomorrow. Points bet boosters for tomorrow. What's on your mind?
6: Yeah. Yeah. First off, let's start with the boost because it's an interesting boost. It's called the conference round boost, and it's saying they want any game to end – In a walk off TD or a field goal, and it was boosted from plus 280 to plus 330. And you're thinking, okay, it doesn't happen that often. But then last week it happened four times. I I think at just over three to one odds, it's worth throwing 10, 20 bucks on because these games are going to come down to the wire. It's it's been such good football. I think the potential for one or both of these games to be right there in the end is something that could hit. What do you think?
4: Well, it's interesting. So in the Wildcard round, we had six games. It happened a total of zero times. Division round, we have four games. It happened four times. Yep. So what's going to happen when we only have two games coming up tomorrow? I think it could happen, but realistically, we have one shot, right? Does anybody think Kansas City and Cincinnati is going to come down to the very end? Probably not. But Rams, Niners, you are asking for a lot, but at plus 330, I don't mind it, and I don't want to get into the business of doubting Joe Burrow. That's a losing business right now if you think
6: that his team has no shot at hanging around. I mean, he balls out in the biggest games of his life. And here's the thing about it. Let's start with that game. These two teams played on January the 2nd. Since he won Mm 34-31, and you and I were texting back and forth throughout the course of this game because I was telling you that game that that was going to be the game where Jamar Chase secured Offensive Rookie of the Year. He went for 266 yards that game, and I think he will win based off that game. I think that's what vaulted him over the edge. But Joe Burrow threw for 446 yards in that game. Patrick Mahomes was only 259. You look at it. I mean, Tyreek Hill was a bunch of underneath passes, six receptions for 40 yards. Kelsey only five receptions for 25. And I look at the player props for this game, Joe, and I guess the first one that kind of stood out to me, Both Joe Burrow and Patrick Mahomes, the same exact number for passing yardage for that over under at 290 and a half. I thought there was the potential that both of them could actually go over that number. What do you think? Okay, so
4: the Mahomes prop that I'm betting, talked about it earlier in the hour uh, with Ryan Horvath, is the touchdowns for Mahomes. And I hit that last week. I forgot that I even had that in play until the next morning. I just chalked it up as a loss and he somehow went over two and a half with those final two minutes and overtime, but Mahomes over two and a half against this Bengals defense. I like that one of all the QB props I've seen.
6: Yeah. And that's one that that should, should likely hit. And you look at that last game too. All right. Kansas city rushed the ball 23 times since he only ran the ball 19 times. So it's not like either team was trying to do a whole lot on the ground there's not going to be any weather issues here. I think they're both going to air it out. I think that the over on the total, I think, is a guarantee. It's 54 and a half. I think they go over there. I guess the numbers that I'm really curious about here was kind of what they were looking at for the receiving numbers. Jamar Chase's total was 85 and a half, Mixon 30 and a half, Higgins 70 and a half. Chase is the guy that just torched Kansas City in that last game. I think he goes over there. And then I think, really, if Kansas City wants to win, Tyree Kill's going to have to go over that 75 and a half number. I think there's always more potential for him to do it than Kelsey. And they're at the same number there. I just, I think this is going to be a shootout. I think there's going to be a ton of passes thrown. I think it could be an up and down the field game. And I think that's going to be in a very enjoyable game too. And if, since he's within a touchdown late, you never know. A guy like Joe Burrow has been very good. He's progressed quite a bit through these playoffs. He could put him right there in the end.
4: On the receivers, I'm having a tough time nailing down which receivers are going to just blow past their numbers. But you're right. It's going to be high scoring, high flying. And that's why I've been on the over talking about it all week. And it makes perfect sense that this total has gone up four full points during the week. I I love the over. I thought it was a big mistake by opening this number at 50 and a half. That made no sense to me. And the number closed at 51 and a half when they just played earlier this month and
6: they blew past that number. I, I, to me, anything below 56 is still a playable number yeah. for an over. I just yeah. I, There's going to be that many scores, and there could be that many very quick scores. I mean, you even saw last week, look what Gabriel Davis was doing to the Kansas City defense. Now look what Jamar Chase could do. I mean, th- this is something where you could have just just a, a track meet up and down the field. These guys could be running all over the place, and I really think it is. It's, it's going to be a passing game. Again, no weather issues at all expected. I think that's going to be a very high-scoring affair.
4: Okay, what about the NFC side, the game that should be earlier? I don't know why they're starting with the AFC game, but they are. Uh, what about the Niners and Rams? Any specific props, or do I just say Cooper Cup, and you, you cash your ticket?
6: Well, and here's what's really interesting. All right, there's three props I want to look at for this game, and it's good, too, when you have these two teams that have already faced each other twice. So you're on the first one, Cooper Cup over. The number is 105 and a half right now. The two games this season, Cup went for 122 and 118, so play mm-hmm. Cooper over. The one that shocked me, and I know he's facing a little bit of injury issue, but was Debo Samuels receiving yards. It was at 50 and a half. He went for 97 and 95. So I'm curious to see what you get there. And then the other one that I thought, though, to me, a guaranteed under is the completions for Jimmy G. They have that number at 20 and a half right now. In the two games of season, the first game, Garoppolo only threw the ball 19 times. The second game, he threw it 32 times. I don't know if he's going to get to 21 completions. Yeah, with Debo, I would
4: just rather play total yards, you know, because I don't know how much is going to be rushing, how much is going to be receiving. Last week against the Packers, it was 10 carries for 39 rushing yards. It was 10 carries for 72 rushing yards in the playoff win over the Cowboys. We've seen, uh, you know, 45 last time they played against the Rams. So that's what I would go with. I don't feel as secure with the receiving yards and he's only had three and four targets in the two games in the postseason. So for Debo, uh, we've talked about anytime touchdown, but I'd go for total yards instead of receiving or instead of rushing. He's going to contribute. He'll be explosive. And then you're not guessing. Is it going to be on a run play or a pass play? I, I, do you have a, a favorite pick on this side or do you think it's a coin toss with the number? You know, three I, and a half? this is
6: a game and, and I, I want to watch the number because right now the number is at three and a half. If it stays yeah. at three and a half, I'm going to play the Niners. I get a feeling this game could go under, and I want to watch that total too. And I know that your numbers are 41 for the one game and 51 for the other, which required overtime. It's at 45 and a half right now. I I get a feeling this could be a, a, a game that's played kind of in between the 30s for quite a bit of the game. And if that's the case and you don't have that explosive play, I could see this game going under.
4: Very good. Jim, while we're waiting for the football tomorrow, what about the
6: horses today? Yeah, we won three for three last week, Joe. Let's see if we can do it again. It's the Pegasus World Cup at Gulfstream Park on Saturday. So we're playing three races at Gulfstream. Race number nine, bet the four, Regal Glory across the board. Race 11, bet the 12, never surprised across the board. And then in race 12, the $3 million Pegasus World Cup Invitational. Bet the one horse, Knicks Go, the horse of the year to win and see if we can cash all three and get ready for Sunday. Jim
4: Miller, weekly contributor here on Early Odds, Hawthorne Racecourse and Bet Sportsbook. Jim, we always appreciate your time. Talk next Saturday and best of luck this weekend. You got it. Let's make some money, Joe. So we're all on the same page. Bulls have afternoon buckets tomorrow. So the AFC Championship will air on our sister station, WBBM News Radio 780 and 1059 FM. The NFC title game at night, right here on 670, the score. Next week, we'll have our Super Bowl matchup and start to go over all the props. Enjoy the games tomorrow. Appreciate Ryan Horvat and Sam Panjanovic for dropping by. Catch me on the score for my four weekday hits Tuesday through Friday and Monday through Friday on BetQL Daily, 8 to 11 a.m. on the Odyssey app under the BetQL network and on 105.9 FM HD2. Inside the Clubhouse with Bruce Levine and David Haw is back. They're next. Cash some tickets and keep it locked here on 670 The Score.
2: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance.